Hey, what's going on guys, really quick. So this episode is really just a small snippet of a conversation I had with someone who was interested in being a private money lender um, on uh, the projects that I'm working on. As you guys know, I share a lot of my journey online and people have seen that, um, you know, it, it's, it's just been a blessing. I've learned how to be able to leverage people's capital that's just sitting in the bank, but give them a much higher return because, you know, I, I talk about this all the time online that, you know, if your money is just sitting in the bank, um, and you know, we learn like, oh, go out there, make money and save it, put it in the bank. But you know, at the rate of inflation, if you're not making at least six, seven, eight percent of your money, I mean, you're like losing money actually at the at the rate of inflation. So it's just been a huge blessing to be able to work with people and um, you know, help them just really just grow their income. So this is just a small snippet so you guys can learn. Again, remember this podcast is uh, really for me to just be able to uh, unveil and just share with you guys all the behind the scenes, the different conversations I'm having, the people that I'm working with and people that I'm talking to, things like that. Um, and just kind of, yeah, just share with you guys. So this is kind of what I talk about and how I'm talking about this this topic with people. And I just felt like it would be a value for you guys to hear. Maybe if A, you want to be a private money lender and you're kind of curious, or B, you're wanting to raise private money. These are kind of the things that I'm talking about, or this is like what I share. So anyway, let's jump into it. You will fail your way to greatness. Most people allow their fear of failure to outweigh their desire to succeed. When you're willing to fail again and again and again, when you make up your mind to become unstoppable, when you make up your mind to become a no matter what person, then that will then give birth to a part of yourself that you don't know right now. How to fire your boss, build a full-time career, and live life on your own terms with investing in real estate. You are listening to the Amputee Investor Podcast. Husband, father, and dangerously handsome. Here's your host, Miles Berrio. Yeah, let me touch in with Tim just real quickly, like, because I'm going to feed her. But roughly, what is the amount that you guys get from, like, a private lender? Like, I know every deal can be a little bit different, but what's, like, the average range of finances that you guys, you're, you kind of look for? Yeah. They should have. No, it's a great question. Yeah, no, it's a great question because I, I get that a lot where people are like, okay, what's like, you know, what kind of money do you lend if you're a private money lender? Um, and truthfully, the answer is whatever the deal requires, like whatever that person is looking for. Like I have had a private money lender who's lent me $5,000 on a deal because I was buying a rental property owner finance and the down payment to the seller was only $4,000. So to pay for that plus some closing costs, um, I just had that private money lender and she was new. That was her first time doing private money lending. Um, so it was great for her cause it was only like 5,000 bucks and she can kind of learn from A to Z what it's like. Um, you know, but that, that was just $5,000, but I have a private money lender, um, Aaron, who has lent over a hundred thousand dollars. Um, another individual who's lent over $200,000. I'm closing on that easily deal. That's 205. Um, that Spartanburg flip, um, that one's $300,000 of a private money, um, loan. So, you know, it just depends on what kind of capital that individual is willing to invest. And then what I do is I just let that person know what kind of projects would, you know, typically meet that. Like I would never reach out to someone who's only like, Hey, I have about five, you know, five, $10,000 to maybe invest as like a private money lender. I never go to them to be like, Hey, I have a project where I need, you know, 250 grand, you know, is that something you're interested in? Um, it would be more so if there's like a creative deal where it only requires like five to 10 grand or like, you know, um, maybe it is a fix and flip that did require 250 or 300 grand or more. Um, but we just need, 
I don't know, some funds for the kitchen or the bathroom or something. And I could actually help them by placing their capital in that project and giving them a return within that project because they'll still get paid out at the end when the property sells at market value. So yeah, it's a great question, but it's more so you guys let me know how much you have and are willing to invest, you know, okay, like basically your investable capital. Um, and then I kind of just let you guys know what projects, you know, are more so aligned with that. But yeah, great question. So typically it's 10 to 12% return on that investment yeah. roughly? Yeah, so 10, 10 to 12% interest only. Yeah, so it's it's 10 to 12% interest only. Um, and what that means is... Um, you know, if you like, let's just do, if you just kind of do the math. So like, um, if you did a hundred thousand dollars, right. Times 0.1, which is 10%, that gives you $10,000. So someone might go, Oh, so if I give you a hundred grand, I get $10,000. So that's actually like 10% on a hundred thousand dollars, but 10% interest only is typically how a fix and flipper is leveraging private money because they only need, um, that money for a certain amount of time. 10% is usually like an annual, like 0.10. That's kind of, you know, over the year or so you're getting 10% flat rate. But what we typically would do, we'll divide that by 12 months because there's 12 months in a year. So that's actually what you're getting on a monthly basis, which if you did 10% of $100,000, you get $10,000, but divided by 12, you get $833 or 834 if you're rounding up with the cents. So essentially the person who would lend, let's say on a project that I need a hundred grand for, and I'm going to give them 10% interest only on their, on their money, they're going to be making $834 every single month that I am actually leveraging and using that capital. So let's just say that I I'm doing a fix and flip that's three months long. And then we list it on the market. There's a buyer for it, but the buyer financing falls through. We list it, we have to relist it. So it takes and it takes two months total for it to actually sell. So three months renovating, two months to actually sell. You're looking at a five-month total from start to finish with that capital being invested in that bit in that um project. So let's say if it was that project with a hundred thousand dollars at 10% interest only, eight hundred and thirty-four dollars a month. Then for five months, so you just multiply by five, that individual would have gained $4,166 on their money within that five-month period, which is enormous. Because if you have $100,000 sitting in the bank, you would not, you definitely would not, at the end of five months, have an extra, basically more than $4,000 literally just sitting in the bank, like not doing anything again, because of inflation and because whatever bank it's probably in is giving you less than 1%. And, you know, this allows you to get much higher returns and their money would be invested in the actual property. Meaning if worst case scenario, someone just kidnapped me and I disappeared off the face of the earth, your money is actually tied to the real estate, not me. So it's like, oh crap, miles can't pay you back wrong. It's not about me paying you back. Your your money is secured by what's called a deed of trust and a promissory note. The promissory note outlines kind of what the actual mortgage and note is. That's why it's a promissory note. It's like, you, it's, it's like the promise to pay back X amount. What are the terms? But the deed of trust is almost like what it sounds like. It's like trusting that you're now you know, um, if anything were to happen, you now own the property, your name is on the deed. You would basically be able to actually take the property yourself. So another guy likes to say, um, you know, if you're a private money lender and you're lending on a deal, um, you're either going to get the money or the house. 
right? And what he'll say is if you don't, if you know you just don't want the house, like it's just a, it's just a project you would absolutely not want to have, then don't lend on it. But the whole goal is like, you're either going to get the money or you get the house. Now, obviously that's worst case scenario is you would be getting the house. The idea is you're going to get the money, right? But worst, worst, worst case scenario, you still can have the house. And um, that's beautiful because if you now have the house, you still have equity that you could either just sell it, throw it on the market, get your money back out of that, maybe even more, right? Or you could say, hey, I mean, we're already in this deal. Let's actually just finish renovating this thing ourselves and then we'll just flip it on the market and make a big profit, you know, or hey, you know, let's turn this into rental property. Our money's already into the deal. So um, it allows you to be protected with your capital in a physical asset, a property that's gonna have real value rather than just sitting in the bank and um, not really earning much of interest, if anything, losing value at the rate of inflation. So anyway, hopefully that makes sense. But that, yeah, it's, it's, it's simple as that. Just let me know what you guys can do. And then I just find a deal that works for you guys. This has been another episode of the Amputee Investor Podcast with your host, Miles Berrio. Well, there you go, folks. So that was a small snippet from a conversation I had with someone reaching out about being a private money lender. Um, Of course, we didn't really get into a lot of the details of like being in first position or second position. Um, You know, how do you actually send the money? Do you write me a check or do you wire it to a closing attorney? Obviously, there's more details to that. Um, I'll be doing a separate podcast episode completely on private money. Um, but if you have any questions, you can definitely just send me an email, just shoot an email over to podcast at milesberriogo.com. And I would be more than happy to answer any of your questions. And if you would like for me to actually do any episodes on something, um, I actually take requests. I want to help you guys and I want to answer any questions for you guys in the audience. I might even bring you on who knows. Anyway, so, um, thank you guys for watching the episode and, uh, I'll see you on the next one.